Welcome to the Successful Mind Podcast, where you can expect cutting-edge information and strategies relating to success mindset, leadership, wealth creation, and relationships, all based in universal law and David Nagel's own experience as he rose from minimum wage forklift driver to multi-million dollar business owner. So, let's go. Hi, everybody. This is David Nago. Welcome to the Successful Mind Podcast. Uh, today's episode is my personal wake-up call. Um, there's a story that is in a lot of the programs that I've done for the last 20 years. It's legendary in, uh, in our company and uh, with all my uh, mentees and students that are out there. And it's the story of the, the moment when um, I got a real kick in the ass that started to change the way that I was thinking, and that was when I had my accident uh, being sucked through uh, the dam on the Illinois River in Marseille, Illinois, back in September, way back in September of 1989. So I want to tell you the story a little bit and uh, tell you why it was a wake-up call um, and how it literally was a, a life-changing moment, even though I didn't realize it at the time. So let me just give you a little bit of uh, background up to that, that moment in time. Um, my, uh, I had two children by September of 1989, and my youngest was my son, who was born in uh, June of that year. Um, I was... Uh, uneducated. Uh, I had quit high school, although I did get my GED uh, down the road at, at some point there. Um, but I had no skill sets. I was uh, driving a truck, working on a dock, doing odd jobs, uh, basically anything that I could to make a living. And I was really going nowhere. And and even though I was still relatively young at the time, I th- that would have made me about 23, I think. Um, I was very aware that I wasn't going anywhere. I didn't know why. I felt like there was something uh, big in this world that I was supposed to do. I felt that I had another purpose in my life that I was supposed to fulfill. But it seemed like an enigma to me because I didn't know what it was. I couldn't seem to wrap my mind around it, couldn't wrap my, uh, my thinking as far as how, would I, how do I bridge the gap from where I am with the problems that I had in my life to breaking free of some of those problems. And probably one of the biggest problems I had at that time <clears throat> was that I didn't have enough money to pay my bills on a regular basis. Um, and I could go into a whole long story as to why that was, but it was two main reasons. Number one, I was not disciplined and responsible with the money that I did have coming into my life, and I didn't have that much of it coming into my life. <clears throat> Plus, I would spend more than, than I made. And it you know, kind of seems like when you are not making enough to begin with, you're spending more than you make. It always seems like there's uh, unexpected things that show up in your life that require even more money. So your attitude starts to really go down the, uh, the tank, so to speak, um, because of, you know, you're, you're, you're in a victim mindset and you don't even know you're in a victim mindset. So I was um, uh, having this experience 
uh, between June and September, where my son had colic. Uh, my wife and I were uh, really exhausted. We, we had been you know, walking the floors with the little guy for several months. Um, and we were beat. We were, we were really wiped out and on top of both of us working also. So it was, it was uh, not a pretty picture. And for any of you folks out there that are parents that have experienced that, you know what it's, what it's like. And um, I think that uh, my mom kind of suspected that we were at our wit's end. In other words, we, we really needed a break. And she was going out um, with my uncle on his boat for the day um, with uh, my stepdad, uh, my uncle, and my aunt. And she said, why don't you get somebody to watch the kids and come out with us and just, you know, take the day, relax. You know, we're going to picnic on the boat. You could do some water skiing. We're just going to have a nice time, but you get a break from the kids. You, you get, you know, some rest for your mind. Um, and it'll be a good day. And so we thought that would be a great idea, uh, and we did. Uh, my sister-in-law watched the, the kids, and uh, off my wife and I went uh, down to Marseille, Illinois, and we got on this boat. Now, I had uh, either never been on the Illinois River, I hadn't been on the Illinois River since I was a kid, so it was not a body of water that I knew. However, I grew up on the water. I grew up fishing on the water. I was a swimmer. Uh, in high school, I was on swim team. Uh, I swam all my life since I was a little kid. I was a strong swimmer. So I had a lot of things in, in my favor when it came to uh, water and the, the tragedy uh, that I was about to experience. Now, I will tell you this. And one of the most amazing things about this story, to me, even to this, to this day, uh, so many years later, is that you could literally be having the best day of your life. Everything is going absolutely perfect. And in a, in a flash, in, in, a, in, a, in a, just a moment, you could be literally fighting for your life. And I remember listening to someone say that everything that you're doing right now, everybody that's listening to this, and I want you to really think about this for a moment, because it's kind of a wake-up call. Everything that you're doing right now, somebody has died while they were doing it. And I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, well, I can definitely attest to that, but it really doesn't matter. You know, you could be working at your computer, somebody's died doing it. You could be driving a car, somebody's died doing it. You could be making love, somebody's died doing it. You could be eating the best meal of your life, somebody's died doing it. Um, you could be going to the bathroom, somebody's died doing it. There's nothing that, that you're not doing right now that somebody hasn't, that hasn't been the last experience of their life. And the, the idea uh, is that we don't know when that last day, that last hour, that last minute, that last second is coming, is coming in our life. We don't know when the last time will be that we breathe out, but we don't breathe back in. That is, by the way, coming for every one of us. It is the leveler in life. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're rich, poor, whether you're healthy or you're sick, uh, whether you're accomplished or you're a bum. It doesn't matter. 
that is the ultimate leveler for everyone. It's the destination that we're all headed for. The question is, what are we going to do between now and the unknown time of hitting that destination? Because like I said, we don't know when it's coming. We have no idea when that time is, is coming for us. And I certainly didn't think uh, back in September of 1989 that that day uh, was potentially the last day of my, of my uh, young life here on the, on the planet. And I, uh, I was on this boat. We're having a good time. My uncle says, uh, you want to get in the water and do some skiing? I was like, absolutely. And I jumped in the water. Um, it was a brand new ski. I was having a little trouble getting it on my foot. And while we're doing this, uh, you know, he's got the boat in neutral. I'm moving at the same speed the boat's moving because the boat's in neutral, so we're moving with the current of the water. What I did not know, uh, which is also partial, you know, which is, this was totally my responsibility, but I never even considered thinking about it, was what the condition of the water was before we went on the river. I didn't realize that it had rained the entire week before we got there, that the river was uh, almost at flood stage, but because it's such a wide river, it didn't look like it was flooded. It wasn't like uh, it had rapids, you know, rip-roaring all over the place. It was quite calm or glass-looking like, uh, but it was moving quickly. So even though we had moved about a mile upstream from the dam, it quickly closed that gap while I was trying to put the ski on my foot. And, you know, like intuition hits you, and uh, something said, look over your shoulder, and I looked over my shoulder, and I saw a sign that said, danger, stay clear 600 feet. And then, and then beyond that sign, just beyond it, I saw this enormous dam. And at first, I didn't realize how much danger I was actually in. And I said to my uncle, I think we should move. He threw the tow rope back out to me. Um, I grabbed the rope and I started to pull myself closer to the boat. As I was doing that, I realized we were getting very close to this sign that said danger, stick 600, stay away 600 feet. And I said, I said, pull me out of here. Pull, you know, tow me, pull me out of here. Well, he gunned the boat. Uh, he panicked a little bit. He gunned it, pulled the rope out of my hands. And here I am in the water. He shoots up forward quite a bit. I turn around and realize I have now broken through the 600-foot barrier, uh, and I'm headed straight for this dam. And I'm moving in a really good clip because now I got things around me where I can really gauge how fast I'm actually moving in the water. So I was thinking to myself, uh, don't hit your head on the concrete of this dam. Uh, so I, was put, I put my feet up like I was sitting down like, so I could brace myself as I hit the dam. And what I did not know was that the moment that I got up to the dam, I would instantly be sucked into it. So I didn't have a chance to prepare for that. I didn't have a chance to prepare to get a lung full of air. I was just immediately sucked in. And in that moment that I was sucked in for a brief few seconds, I panicked and struggled and tried to get to the surface and realized that there was no way that that was going to happen and that I was going to die. I really believed at that moment I was going to die. And in that, 
in that moment, uh, I surrendered. I just completely let go, and an amazing sense of peace washed over my body. I felt myself being sucked into the dam, and then the next thing I felt, it was total darkness, um, I felt myself rising. Now, I didn't... As I felt myself rising, I was thinking to myself, okay, either I'm going to break the surface of the water or I'm, you know, going up to heaven. Like, am am I having some kind of a spiritual experience? Well, I wasn't having a spiritual experience. I broke through the surface of the water. (coughs) At that moment, I went kind of into panic mode again. I got a big lung full of air because I was just about at the point where I was going to black out from holding my breath. And I got sucked back down again, bounced around on the rocks below, uh, popped back up. Now, why am I popping up? I'm popping up because, thank God, I had a life vest on. So the life vest shot me out of the water like a cork again. And I'm starting to, uh, you know, gasp for air. Now Now I'm far enough away from the dam where I'm not stuck in the boil water of the other side but it's pushed me through and I'm now in the current that is taking me down, down river. And as I, ra- as I, you know, your first instinct is to swim to shore. So as I pull my arms out of the water to swim to shore, I realized that I had peeled the skin off the palm of my hands. My hands were bleeding pretty bad. Uh, I had all these big puncture wounds all over my arms. Um, I didn't know how bad the rest of my body was damaged because it was below the water. I couldn't see it. So I start to try to swim for shore, and I'm just becoming more and more exhausted because I'm, I'm in a current, and I can't break out of that current. So um, there was no way I was going to get to shore. So I realized that that's not going to happen. Now, here's what I did know about the body of water that I was on. I was two miles upriver from another dam, um, and uh, that was in Ottawa, Illinois, and that's where I was headed. I was headed for this other dam. And I thought to myself, if I don't get out of this water, uh, you know, I got lucky going through the first one. I, I'm sure I won't make it through the second one. So I went around, the, the river took me around an island, and as I went around this island, there was a branch hanging out over the water, and I managed to reach up and grab the branch. As I grabbed onto that branch, I was trying to get to shore, but the current was too strong. It just kept wanting to pull me into the center um, of the water. So I didn't know how long I was going to be able to hang on. I was becoming more and more exhausted by the minute. And I remembered uh, when I was in the Army, the drill sergeants told us that if you're ever in a life and death situation, you can make it out of it if you don't panic and you think your way through it. So that's what I began to do. I began to think my way through this. And I thought to myself, okay, first thing is I'm exhausted. Uh, I don't know how long I'll be able to hang on. And I started to unbuckle one buckle at a time on my life vest, push a branch, the branch that I was holding onto into it, and then snap the life vest around the branch. So that if I got to the point where I couldn't hang hang on anymore or the pain was just too intense in my hands because I had shredded them, um, that I would still be be able to uh, be tethered to to this branch. As I, as I accomplished that task, uh, instantaneously I'm thinking to myself, God, 
Now, I don't know why I thought this. And, and, you know, I've talked to so many people over the years that have had near-death experiences, and a lot of the, the situation that they find themselves in, if they're conscious, is, is very much the same as the experience that I had, or the parallels are very close. So what do I do? I start bargaining with God, like, let's, let's make a deal here with God about my life. And I said, um, God, if... if uh, if you let me live through today, I will, I promise you, I will find out what my purpose is and I will fulfill it to the very best of my ability uh, for the rest of my days. And instantaneously, an image of my, of my baby son flashed across the screen of my mind. And I could see him just like I was looking at a picture. And that gave, it, it was something about seeing him that gave me uh, the intestinal fortitude to, to, to hang on longer, right? To, to fight through this, to not give up, to uh, pull up an inner strength that I was, uh, you know, previously, a few seconds earlier, it was diminishing rapidly. And I started thinking as I'm hanging there that I've never done anything with my life. So... One of the things that, that I was taught when I worked with my mentor, and I have taught all of the students that I've worked with for 20 years, is that number one, you already know what to do. The problem is you're not doing it, and you don't know why you're not doing it. And that was a huge realization for me that day hanging from that tree, was that I found myself saying those exact words. Um, I know what to do. Why can't I get myself to do it? And I, I'm, I made a, an agreement with myself that I would do whatever it took to figure out why and then actually do those things once I figured out why, if, even if it took the rest of my life. So shortly after I'm having all this internal dialogue go on, uh, a man shows up on, on the shore of the island, which was very weird. We don't know where he came from. Nobody ever seen him again. But he had a radio in his hand, and he, told, he was radioing to the Ottawa River Rescue that they had, he had found me, and I was alive. And they came up, put me in a boat, took me ashore. Uh, I was injured much worse than I thought that I was. Um, I had broken my lower back and uh, my swim trunks had been ripped away in the back, and I didn't even know that. Um, but, you know, I was in a very confused state, like almost kind of like delirious. And you're, when you're in that kind of a state, you're looking for something that makes sense, something that you can relate to, someone that you know. And I was looking for some. There was all these people standing around. There was these ambulances, fire trucks. I'm looking for someone in my family, and I don't see anybody there. And I'm asking, where's my family? Where's my wife? Where, where, where are they? And this little old, older gentleman, I mean, a little, he was a little guy. He came up to me and he, he just, he tugged on my side and he said, Mister, I think your ass is really going to hurt in the morning. And he snapped me out of this confused state that I was in. I looked at him. 
I turned around and kind of looked at my backside and realized that I was really hurt because it, it looked like somebody had beat me with a baseball bat at that point. So I got into the ambulance because I was just basically telling them that I wanted to go home. Now I realize I need to get in the ambulance. They take me to the hospital, examine me, and, uh, and that's that. I get, I get released, go home, and spend the next month healing um, before I re uh, begin to return to, uh, to work. So during that time, uh, I'm thinking to myself, why did this happen? I'm asking a question. Why did this happen? Why did I get sucked through this dam? Um, and not only get sucked through the dam, but I lived. Now, what I came to find out was I was only one of two people at that point in time that had survived going through the dam. And I was actually told some pretty horrific stories of people getting sucked through and killed, including six firefighters that went down to try to get somebody who was stuck inside the dam out, and then they all died. So the one person before me that had went through and lived, he uh, was a paraplegic from what I was told. I was the only one that went through relatively unscathed. I was injured, but I was able to recover from all of my injuries without having anything um, that was disabling me from that point forward. So I thought to myself, there must be a reason for this. And I need to know what that, what that reason was. So I was, I was searching in my mind. I was asking all kinds of questions. I was looking for answers. Before you knew it, I was back at work and nothing had changed. Nothing in my life had changed. And I couldn't figure out why nothing was changing. Like I had this amazing experience um, I thought for certain something was now going to change. Like, I would now see clearly the direction that I was supposed to go. The way would be shown. Uh, the gods would descend from heaven. I, you know, I would be given some direction. Um, something. And the, to, to my horror, nothing was changing. Actually, things were getting worse. So, I really put a lot of thought into what is it that this experience meant to me? And the first realization that, that really came to me was we don't have a lot of time here. Even if we live to be 100, 120 years old, uh, really when you, when you look back at it in reverse, it's a, it's a pretty quick ride. It, for those of you um, listening, it doesn't it seem like the, the, the older you get, the shorter the years are. It's, time is like going by faster. When you were a kid, it seemed like time went by really slow. And the older you get, the, you know, the faster it seems to go by. It's an interesting phenomenon. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, we really don't know how much time we have left. If I'm going to do something, I need to do it now. So that's where I began to start making uh, internal uh, attitudinal changes inside of myself that led to very remarkable results in a short period of time. That, that spawned me onto a different way of thinking. Like, I'm, I'm onto something here. And I went from, you know, making $20,000 a year uh, to making uh, a million a year and then multi-millions every year. I went to, to not having a business of my own, to starting a business and growing that business and being in business for 20 years. 
helping thousands of people all over the world. And I really do believe that it all comes down to that day that I got sucked through the dam really turned my head in a significant enough way that, that made me start to take life serious. Nothing else changed. Uh, like I said, it actually started getting worse until I woke up to the idea that things around me are not going to change. I need to change. And that is, I think, a profound experience for any person uh, when you have that realization, regardless of what it takes to get you there. I think the universe is trying to get each and every one of us first to that place where we realize that nothing in our life is going to change until we decide to change. And when we decide to change, that means that we're going to make a decision to be, do, and have something different than we're currently being, doing, and having. That we're no longer gonna allow fear to, to stop us from the direction that we wanna go. That we're going to start to let spirit lead in our life and open the doors and the hallways, and the windows, and the opportunities, and the people that need to come into our life to show us the direction that we should be going, to teach us what it is that we need to learn, to humble ourselves to uh, the egotistical idea of what we think we are at that point in our life, and realize that we don't know shit, uh, and we really need to shut up and learn, and we need to ask questions, we need to develop skill sets. We need to develop discipline. There's a whole host of things that we need to develop and go through if we're gonna come out on the other side and really live a fulfilling life uh, and step into an absolutely amazing purpose. For me, that, that thing that turned my head was getting sucked through that dam. That really, that really changed everything for me. And, you know, if you, go, if you were to go back to uh, 1989, um, so that'll be 30 years uh, next year at the recording of this, this podcast, uh, that that happened. Um, at that moment uh, in my life, I had absolutely no idea what the road was going to be in front of me. Absolutely none. What I did know was what the road looked like behind me. And it wasn't a pretty road. Uh, just like most of you, if you look back at the road behind you, it's not necessarily a pretty road. We all have things in our past um, that aren't pretty. Uh, some of them have left scars, some of them have caused pain, some of them leave us with regret. But uh, everything that is in our past is designed to be a blessing somewhere in our future once we decide to make this turn. Now, what's interesting is that this podcast might be that turning point for some of you that are listening to it. For others, it might not. Some of you might need, you know, some of you may be very stubborn like I was and you need, uh, you know, a real smack upside the head like getting sucked through a dam to wake you up. I hope that's not you. Um, I hope that something like this podcast can, can, can be that catalyst for you to change. But I can tell you that the universe is constantly 
no matter what you're doing, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. It is constantly trying to turn you in the direction of looking for your purpose, of stepping into your purpose, of really being the person that you came here to become and allowing you to experience the, the, the greatness that goes with it. It was, um, getting, going through that dam was a real wake-up call for me. I hope that the lesson that I've shared with you today and the story that I shared with you today is a wake-up call for you because you have to know that even with the best of outlook that you have in front of you, you don't have that much time left. So if you're going to do something, the only time to do it is right now. Let that be your wake-up call. And let that turn your mind around. Let that turn your activities around. And let that help you live an abundant, purpose-filled life. This is David Nagel, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Successful Mind podcast. As my gift to you for joining me today, I invite you to go to www.davidnagel.com forward slash start here. That's www.davidn as in Nancy, E-A-G-L-E dot com forward slash S-T-A-R-T-H-E-R-E and pick up my free report. Also, it would be fantastic if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts since it helps more people find the show. I appreciate any and all feedback since it really helps me grow on this journey together. I will see you all next week. Just believe.